Welcome to Casual Talk Radio Podcast found at casualtalkradio.net. My name is Leister, I'm your host. Thank you for dialing in today, whether you're an existing subscriber or a new listener. We welcome everybody. Got a couple things to get out of the way first, and then we're going to get right into our topic for today. Casualtalkradio.net is the site. Check us out. We're making changes. There's still some more changes that are forthcoming. Ties to my internal updates, but just so you know, casualtalkradio.net, if you have any comments, questions, suggestions, feedback, links at the top to contact us comes directly to me. I read each and every one of them. Happy to hear from the listeners. Make sure that we're on track and just see what we're doing. You also can listen to our audio directly from the site. So if you don't have an app or you like to listen from the web, that's a great place to do so. You can still listen from anchor.fm, which is our host, but casualtalkradio.net now does have a player where you can play directly from the site and it'll follow you as you navigate through the site. Check it out when you get a moment. Let's go ahead and get into our internal news here. I am going to make a bold prediction right here, right now. There is no other place I'd rather be, like the song said. But there is somewhere else I would rather be. I'm going to make a bold prediction. I believe that our current push to getting away from cables, wires, right, is going to be a problem in some future state. And I believe that it's it's frustrating, too. If you don't know who Ted Kaczynski is, the Unabomber, I'm not advocating anybody do what he did. I am saying that there are parts of me that sympathize with why he was brought to this brink. And if you haven't read the Unabomber Manifesto, it's free, it's online, and I do encourage anybody to read this document. It actually is studied in certain colleges because of the brilliance of the writing. There are certainly some fallacies in his outcomes, but you have to understand this was early 2000s. This was a long time ago when he had this idea to write this. And when you read it now here in 2022, it should blow your mind just how future state it's written. It predicted a lot of things. One of those things, as somebody who works technology myself, is the fact that, you know, the decline of society, the decline of communication, the decline of connection, but more importantly, I simply think that there's this rush and I don't know if it's assumption that's doing it. I don't know if there's social pressure doing it. I don't know if it's cost. I doubt it's cost. There's something that's driving this. And I think, again, in some distant future, it's going to be a problem. I need to step you through time so you understand where I'm coming from. Because, again, I am coming at it from an angle of somebody who works technology. There was a time when the telephone was this amazing invention that we took for granted. And as we built houses, we took great pains to make sure that houses were wired adequately for telephones, that you could have a phone. Pretty much everybody's kitchen has a phone jack, right? But we, during the 70s and the 80s predominantly, we made sure that there was a phone jack in the living room, phone jacks in the bedrooms. We wanted at least one phone jack pretty much everywhere because at the time, there was no concept of a so-called cordless phone. When cordless phones became a thing, we started to see with newer houses built, so you're about 2000 now, maybe late 90s, but really 2000, you started to see the decline of phone jacks throughout the home. And fast forward now, there are predominantly two, predominantly two high-speed internet outlets. Obviously there's satellite, obviously there's 4G, 5G, I don't count anything that is 
lacking a cable. I'm talking about something that is wired into your home. Now, with high-speed internet, there is cable internet and there's DSL. There was a time when it was truly a race between these two. Cable would win out in terms of speeds. DSL would win out largely in terms of confidence, the installation, the reliability for the most part. Seems like cable has surpassed it. The downside is that DSL, of course, still requires a phone line. Be pumped into your home. And so, again, in newer homes, you might only have one phone jack in your house, which means the DSL modem can really only be in one place unless you run, what? Cables all over the place. Cable internet, predominantly we're seeing a de decline of TV, which is the primary reason that there was any coax run to your homes. Coax was then wired to everybody's houses during the rise of television. After the demise of the so-called bunny ears and over the air, which you still can do it, but it's nowhere near what it used to be. And television was one of those critical services. Telephone was another critical service. There were some benefits to what we had. Television, for the most part, by itself, didn't require power. The TV, the box did. I'm talking about the signal. The signal through the cable didn't require separate power to your home. It just was what it was. Long as you had a device that could take that cable that had electricity of some kind, you could go ahead and run with it. With telephones, same thing. The landline phones, talking copper, didn't require power in of themselves. The cordless phone obviously is a charged device, but most people kept one hard line because they knew batteries run out. This is common sense, yes? With DSL modems then, they have to be plugged in. Cable modems have to be plugged in. Fast forward, there's this rush that started with 4G. And I don't know if anybody's tried this, but first of all, 4G and 5G is not ubiquitous. It's not necessarily accessible in every area. It isn't. It was never designed to be. It was designed to be supplemental, your cell phone, etc. Satellite is a thing, but satellite has terrible upstreams and it's egregiously expensive. So where am I going with my story? Where I'm going with my story has to do with a recent situation that happened today that appears to have mostly passed, but it took the vast majority of the day in order to truly resolve as far as I could tell. So about a week ago, I get a notice from email from the cable provider out here, who is the only cable provider out here, telling me that they're going to have an outage. They don't know how long it's going to be. They know it's going to happen on Monday. And of course, people are more, mostly working from home these days. So not having internet is kind of a problem. And of course, for the podcast, I do need internet in order to upload the episode. I don't need it for anything else, but I do need it to upload the episode. So as I see that they're going to have this outage, now I do not have 4G, 5G, I don't have cell phone at all on purpose because I, as a technologist, I understand the sneaky reasons why they want to rush towards this. And I'm going to get to that in a second. So I don't have 4G, I don't have 5G today. If I were driving from area to area, which I'm not currently, but if I were, I would set up, you know, some sort of cell phone service. I just don't need it right now. There's no reason to do it. It's an extra cost and it's needless stupid, right? So as I see this notice, it's going to be out. I can't, that's not acceptable. I work from home. I've got two endeavors and then the podcast that I'm doing and possibly a third. I just heard from the third, by the way, and they're going to give me a commit answer, yay or nay, no later than this Thursday. 
I don't know if it's going to go, but the fact that they reached out and said that gives me positive vibes that it's going to go forward. I also learned from my second client, the new one, New Endeavor. Right now, they're trying to get billable hours. I haven't been able to do anything because I don't have, it's not set up right. So, and then I'm having issues getting paid for my first. So now I have to, I built out a whole new home office set up in one of my spare rooms that's part of the living room. Looks amazing, works amazing. And now I'm getting these issues on these two clients and on verge of getting a third. And I'm having to deal with this internet outage on a business day that they can't tell me how long it's going to be. What happens is this. In the morning, sharp at 8 o'clock, the worst time possible, 8 a.m., internet goes out, but it's a blip. It's done for about two minutes, comes back up. I get another email saying, we're all good. Okay, that's not too bad. And I, it reconnects and all that good stuff. I did have to reset the network adapter, but it came back up. I'm doing emails. I'm doing all the stuff like I always do in the morning. The morning is the worst part of it. Like if you're going to do it, at least do it in the evenings. No, they do it during the business day. Next thing I know, I'm compiling an email to the second client. And right when I'm about to hit send, internet dies. My connection is working, but the internet's dead. And it stayed down and it didn't come back up. Well, because of this whole fiasco, I had purchased a backup internet provider, which I hadn't planned to do, but I figured, okay, let's do this. And I set up all my home office stuff on that backup. And then I would just switch over and say, all right, cool. If something happens, I can switch over to that one and continue to go, right? So I set it all up, get it finally working. I'm fighting it. And of course, the phone jack is only in the kitchen, which is stupid in this place, but it was built in 2000. So there's only one phone jack in the whole place, and it's in the kitchen. So I've got the thing sitting up on top of the cabinets, and I had to buy extra long cables because they don't give, like, it's actually hard to find phone cables nowadays. I had to get all these cables. I finally run it, get it over into the home office. I got it all set up, tested. It's finally working. Took a little bit. I'm dialed into home office, okay? And then I try to switch over to it as a backup. All of a sudden, it's starting to have some issues. And I'm like, okay, so I don't have my primary and I don't have my backup. Even though I did everything unnecessary to try to keep things running, don't have the primary, don't have the backup. And all of this, mind you, my primary runs my phone system. So I don't have phone at all if my primary doesn't work. My primary doesn't work with the backup because it's hardlined. It's hardlined into the primary. So now I don't have internet to be able to work with my clients. I don't have the backup internet that was built to keep me going for this period of time. And as a result of not having the primary, I don't, my, first of all, my security system doesn't work because that's tied to the internet. I don't have my primary phone because it's tied to the primary internet. And the only thing I really have is power because power, even if it were to go out, I have backups of powers of things, but I don't have what I need to actually do any work for this period of time, all because the primary provider decided to do an outage, said it was fine, and then trashed it. It didn't really get stable until like 4 p.m. So despite them having that blip in the morning and then saying it was fine, it really wasn't fine and actually was out for hours, all because they weren't planning, weren't preparing. And so I didn't know, okay, what the heck's going on with this business? So now here I am. <laughs> And temporarily out of the internet, it finally got sorted. But on the second one now, the primary eventually came back in the late afternoon. Second one's been stable since then when I don't need it. Now I got to figure out what to do. Because this whole fiasco is unacceptable as a work from home person I am. And it gets me thinking, well, if I can't count on cable because of whatever they're doing, and I can't count on DSL because of whatever they're doing, 
And the problem, the main issue with doing 4G, 5G, and all that stuff is that, number one, it's expensive. And yes, I know there's cheaper alternatives. They're not reliable. They're just, they're giving you lower speeds. I use a lot of data because I upload large files. So there's really no option now. And it got me thinking, all right, so even if we were to celebrate a world where people work from home, there's no assurances in internet quality, consistency. Used to be back in the days, dial up, you could call the provider and get maybe a month free. They're not going to do that now. So now I got to figure out what to do because I'm not sure. And because we're building houses to make it less viable or easy to have this redundancy. Like normally what I should be able to do is I have one router and he has three or four different internet providers plugged into him and he rolls over as he needs to, to keep things going. I can't really do that because there's only one port for the DSL and there's only one line. Well, two, but for cable, you wouldn't buy multiple cable modems. Even if you could, there's no way to centralize the DSL and the cable into one wireless connection, at least not easily. I could probably do a switch and do this. I get over technical. The bottom line is it's not practical, primarily because we build houses to assume that you're not going to need a phone line. And because we do that, the DSL is harder to get set up. And I can't necessarily trust that there is or isn't an issue with the port that's there. Why am I sharing that story? Because as I work from home, and I hope others get the chance to work from home if their job warrants it, I'm starting to see that we are rushing towards a world where we want everything wireless. And I know from experience, wireless has extreme issues through barriers. It has interference problems, speed problems, price problems, availability problems. There's all sorts of issues with going all wireless that wired would easily avert or avoid. And because we don't want to do that, we continually run into issues. So I don't know exactly what I'm going to do for this to happen again, because I can't necessarily trust my primary because of the outage. I do have the backup, but apparently I can't trust that either because I don't know if the wiring in the home is even any good. And because I don't own it, can't really do anything about it. Now it gets interesting. It's, it's this world where even though I do everything I can to make sure I got a primary to backup, it's not going to do any good. So here's the summary. I have to work from home. It is what I must do. I have to have reliability of internet. It is what I must have. If I can't trust the primary and I can't trust the backup, there's not really much I can do while I'm physically here. So that commits me that I pretty much got to get out of here because I've never seen this that we're dealing with here ever. When I bought my house in Washington, I purposely targeted a house that was built sometime in the 80s because I felt stylistically it was going to be a better house. And I did like my house. And as I recall, that house had jacks all over the place. Literally every single room is the same thing. So my, what I have to do at some point is either build a house and put the jacks like it's supposed to be, as in there's a phone jack in every room, there's Ethernet jacks ideally in the walls so that I can, you know, cross wire or get away from wireless, whatever I got to do. There's power outlets. Ideally, they're floor-based, not wall-based because everything hangs, right? I have to think about how I can connect so I can do my job, so I can do what I need to do. And existing houses are not built. If you buy one that's older, you have everything that you need other than the reliability of a newer home, right? Energy efficiency, et cetera. If you buy a newer home, they're taking away ports, they're taking away jacks, they're taking away outlets, they're taking away all the things that allow you to flexibly work from home. If I were in an office, this wouldn't be an issue. I'm not in an office. Okay, so that means I'd have to build it or do something else. 
So it was a very frustrating day trying to get it past this nonsense just so I could do my job with my endeavors and my client. And then I got an email from this idiot who's from my first uh, endeavor. It's the contact. And he gave a response that I'm not supporting. And I got to respond back to this idiot and say, that ain't going to work. So then there's that. It's been a very challenging. And then the, the client, that same client, their system that they logged time in went, they took it down. So I wasn't able to log time till later. So it was late getting the invoice out to them. And I still haven't got paid either. That's what my, that's what my weekend has looked like is fighting silliness with internet. So I can, can't do my work and not getting paid like I need to waiting game for this other third and hoping, and then I have to deal with whatever they hit me with. And then the second one, because they got set up, jacked up, you know, money's not where it needs to be because I need to get uh, everything set up so I can start billing hours. So it's like a powder keg. It's like a powder keg of money I should have and fighting to make sure the money's where it needs to be. If the third one goes, they have to, they pretty much have to pay me for availability. Great. But I also need to get out of here. I got to get out of here. And by the way, on the next episode, I'm going to tell the story about this nonsense uh, about the citation garbage, because I think it's, it's something to make you laugh. I, I didn't realize I lived in Nazi Germany. I'm going to tell that story, but it's another thing on top of the things that I tussle with that many people don't, they take for granted. They don't realize how they're not, they don't realize they're frustrated by it because it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. Like you have internet and you just accept it goes out every now and then. But if you're working from home, you may just tell your boss, okay, I'm not working. That's cool. If you don't work for yourself, right? If you work for somebody else, that's a different thing than working for yourself where you need to make sure every hour is paid and billable, which means you need to be able to work. It's like problems that other people won't ever experience or have or embrace or respect. And I like to tell the story to understand, look, if you're getting into this, like contracting, you got to understand it, it should be good, but a lot of times you're dealing with external factors that are outside of your control that are stupid. And you realize this shouldn't happen. Like to put it in perspective, I've had this carrier, the primary one multiple times over the, over years, years. This is the first time that they failed to come back up at first time. They had this kind of an outage thing, but first time they failed to come back up. And then first time I've ever had to had a backup fail, even though I had the primary, the backup fails. I've never had that happen. It's like a perfect storm of failure on top of fighting to make sure I get paid by these different clients. So if you're thinking about getting consulting, I'm happy to share the stories. I will tell you, no, this is, this is kind of a challenge. This is kind of a pain. <laughs> it, it, when it works, it works great. It's getting it to the point it works. And that's in of itself a full-time job, getting to make sure that everything works, your internet and everything, making sure you have a phone to work it, making sure your bill's under control because as we see with inflation, you, you know, you may not make enough to justify all these things. And then the internet you pay for, which is probably very expensive, goes out right when you need to be able to work for your client. So it should be fun. It's not always fun. And sometimes it's just flat out frustrating. That's been my weekend. I expect I'm going to have even worse of experience when I chew this guy out. And I'm about to actually write him a letter. I actually physically write him a letter in the mail because he's not changing gears. And I already told the client, if he doesn't change gears, we're going to have a problem. So it's kind of like I have to buy time until that Thursday, hear back from the third one. If the third one goes forward and they don't ask me to do something stupid and we get that set up and that money starts flowing, I'll have to do something about the first client and drop them if we can't get this guy out of the way. Because even if with my disruptions I'm having locally, 
I don't want to have to focus in both things. I don't want to focus on inconsistent internet access, a lack of phone, and then deal with his nonsense. That's a little bit too much of chaos for one person to have to contend with. And trust me, I certainly don't want to grow gray more than I already have. That's all we've got here today on Casual Talk Radio, Gentleman's World. Hopefully it's been informational, educational, and helpful for you. We upload every Monday and Wednesday, so we'll be back for our next episode. Whether you're a subscriber or not, we appreciate you for dialing in today. We know you've got choices. We will be turning back on our guest cadence. We are doing the screening process that's coming very soon. Keep up to date with what we're doing at casualtalkradio.net. You can also subscribe at the bottom to get alerts whenever there's a new episode posted, or you can add it to your platform of choice. For now, take care, and I will see you on our next upload.